Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, y'all. And uh, a little bit later, uh, top of the second hour, I'm going to give my world-famous 10 to 1. Uh, well, it's popular in Berry Street, North Sydney anyway. Uh, the 10 things you need to know before heading to Vegas, but it's time for Webster. Never thought forever was the best. Webby, what's the latest, pal? Uh, the Sydney Morning Herald, founded 1854. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so for the history lesson, Webby. We'll take a break. <laughs> Sorry, 1831. <laughs> Had a look at the front of our plate. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, the Herald, yep. which is still going, allegedly, um, uh, broke the story last night that Joey Manu had basically told the Roosters that he'd be joining uh, either French rugby or Japanese rugby at the end of this year. I made some calls on it myself, spoke to Nick Politis. I couldn't believe how resigned they are to the whole thing. Like, and, and the fact that they'd sort of been resigned to it for a matter of months. And people will think that it's about money. I know that the offer uh, on the table with some French rugby clubs is around 1.1 Australian. 8.50 a year is what the Roosters can throw around. But this is all to do with fullback. It's all to do with the fact that James Tedesco's got a lock on that number one jumper for, well, he's, he's, he's contracted to the end of 2025. He'll only be 33 then, so Teddy could still be around a bit longer. But, mm. but I think it says a lot about Manu in the sense that he didn't want to talk to any other clubs. We all know that the Dragons and Shane Flanagan were doing whatever they could, could to try and uh, lure him to, uh, to their club, but he, uh, he was talking to Japanese rugby, but it seems like there's more money in French rugby. French. Well... Uh, Webby, that's, it can be tricky for Joey. Joey played in the World Cup last year, which very you know almost connects through to this season. You don't get as big a rest. So he's going to go from this season straight to French rugby and then maybe look to come straight back to the Roosters again. That's four consecutive seasons. And back in the day, you might remember when NRL players or Winfield Cup players back then, it was uh, the English Rugby League was in their winter. And so they had the ability to finish a season and then go over and Right. finish the English season, then come back. That would turn out to be really problematic for players as far as injuries and burnouts concerned. I think it's – look, the, the Roosters are confident that if he comes back to the NRL, it'll be with them. Um, a little bit like uh, Swali uh, when he goes to uh, to Australian rugby. But, you know, I remember I wrote Mark Asney's book, and I, I know things might have changed in the last 10 – Thirteen years in terms of um, in terms of uh, the standard of French rugby, but mm. is it going to progress well, him as a player? Yeah, well, and what type of player comes back? I suppose, you know, as you'll say, 
NRL stands for not real long. You know, make That's the money right. while you can. The thing about rugby, the guy, one of the reasons why occasionally you see French rugby reaching out for NRL players, probably one of the best scouts in French rugby uh, is an Aussie bloke who grew up in Dubbo, who's a rugby league man. So he's the guy, I think, who's alert, alerting a lot of these clubs right. to people like Manu and so on and so forth. I'll tell you what, though, earning a uh, million dollars or 850 euros, K euros or whatever, in France for a couple of years, it'd be tough mm. to come back. Uh, yeah, it'd yeah. be tough to come back. You know, yeah. he would, he'd be nearly 30, I'd say, by the mm. time that contract ends, if you, let's say one or two years, and you can travel all around Europe. It's a less brutal game on your body. And you get offered another deal to stay in Europe. I don't know. Well, what about the Japanese rugby one, Beak? If yeah. you want to prolong your career, and, and what I was just talking about, not burnout, is that the French rugby, uh, I'm sorry, the Japanese rugby, I think the season goes 10 games. Yeah. But if you're an import, you can only play six. <laughs> but they say that the, the, the toughest thing about Japanese rugby is simply the training. They right. say the, trin- uh, the training is quite draconian. Yeah. I, look, it's I, half his luck. Like, I mean, you've won premierships, you've won... Yeah. You've won, you know, uh, played test matches like Golden Boot. Golden yeah. Boot, yeah. exactly. Like, mm. um, go and get your payday. So uh, I'm, okay, I'm okay. Look, if I'm a Roosters fan, I'm sad to see him go. But, but I have to say, when I spoke to Politis last night, I was surprised at how okay they were with it. Ironically, how yeah, well, yeah. how uh, interesting is it that, that this is the second fullback they've lost because Teddy was the fullback. That's right. Latrell Mitchell left to play fullback for less money. Yeah. Joey Manu, obviously going to leave. Uh, you, could, you could possibly say Suli as well. Yep, yeah, very yeah. true, very true. Because he doesn't want to be sitting on the wing the whole no. the rest of his career. Now, this is just smoky, I don't know, but does this firm up Tail and May from the Penrith Panthers to the Roosters? Mm. It's getting around. Because you've obviously got the, the Terrell Mays wants to be playing with his brother. The Bulldogs have gone cold on Terrell, and I know they've been speaking to, Bulldogs have been speaking to Terrell May for quite a while now, it sounds to me I'd be shocked if they at least don't offer Taylor and May something. The Roosters, the Roosters. Were, were a bit surprised by the Terrell May thing and, and the Bulldogs because they were of the opinion that he pretty much agreed to terms. Mm. Then all of a sudden they wanted more money out of um, out of the Chooks because the Bulldogs were interested. So, But there seems to be a desire for all three of the May brothers. Well, to on my podcast, he was like, basically, whichever club can have all three brothers... So he, he said on my podcast, whichever mm. club could offer me and all, my two brothers to play, I will go there. Mm. And then if that can't work, then obviously, you know. Look, and the bottom line is if the Roosters want a player, right, most times they'll land him. Mm. And that's not, you know, like people always say about Brown Pay Bay, the bottom line is they're just about the best run club in the league. Mm. And they're a club that if you get there and give the Roosters really good service, the Knicks can look after you. For a long time. Well, they have, exactly. they have to recruit because they lost Suli. They're going to lose Joey Manu now. That's two of their starting outside backs that are gone. So they're going to have to go into the market for someone because they've got Billy Smith coming, not coming through. He's already made his debut, but there's still one more position that they're probably going to have to fill. And also, you just don't like, is Dom Young going to keep it, you know, going on mm. this trajectory? So it's going to be interesting to see what well, they 20, do in the market. 2025 looks like I was thinking about last night. It looks pretty light on now for the Roosters. Like, mm. Some of their older heads, like you know, I don't want to don't want to end people's career too early, but JWH, you know, mm. Luke Keary. Like, yeah. how many more years have they well, got? Well, in them? well, Keary's L- going to. There's reports yesterday that he's going to extend, yeah. which oh, absolutely okay. stuns that me. That stunned because, me too. Yeah. Me too, because the conversations I've had with Luke was that he was a couple of years ago because of not so much even because of the concussions, but because he'd been at it for so long that the, he was thinking we might be lucky to get the end of this season. And he's how, to extend and how many? One more. How many clubs would? Do that at, at Luke's point, 
right? In all respect to Luke, at most clubs, they'd be trying to usher him, you know, sort of move That's, him to England. Yeah. But because of the great service that he has given to that club, like Politis and the club have gone, no, we'll, expect, we'll extend him. And, and as you know, like halves don't grow on trees. Like, you know. No, they actually do. <laughs> <laughs> it's but a, it's not. It's not. A playmaker tree. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, like, if there's ever going to be need some politis magic in the next couple of years, this this is when it needs well, to I, happen. I got now. a question. I got a question. Politis magic. Mate, I, I like that. I got a question. Ability. Shazam. And this might be a bit harsh. This might be a bit harsh. But have this cycle of recruitment, have the Roosters been as good as they have been in the past? Mm. I think that this cycle of recruitment, although still strong, hasn't been anywhere near as they Because basically, the last two cycles they've done, they've gone 2013, Premiership. Mm. Then they got Kronk, Teddy. Premierships, yep. And since then, they obviously haven't really fired a shot since the back-to-back premiership. Yeah. Particularly with Manu going though at the end of this year, likely um, it puts a lot of acid on them to try and get it done this season, mm. doesn't it? A lot of people yep, thought they should have done last year, yeah. But yeah, mm. there's there's a lot of expectation. This is, this on this is a make or break season now or never. Up. Yeah. Uh, what else going on, Webby? Uh, the Keith Titmus coronial inquiry continues today. Oh, God, Des Hasler, tra- how tragic. I, I've I've been following this pretty closely, and I wrote about it in the Herald today. It's it's been really rough reading some of that um, testimony this week. Des Hasler's in the witness box today. I'm expecting him to get grilled by Adam Cassenden, who's the uh, the counsel uh, assisting the coroner. Look, there's no criminal charges can come out of this at all. What it will do, we'll just try and see if anything could have been done to avoid it, or anything could have been done to help him when he was in distress. But I I, I reckon. I reckon this is really. I think we've been sort of we've been all caught up and going on with Vegas and visas and bringing back the Bears and whatever. But I think this story is really, really important for the game because mm. it's going to put under the spotlight exactly how clubs prepare in the preseason. Donny Singe he broke down in the witness box two days ago and and said, you know, we need to have better protocols as a game about players when they come back to preseason training. Mm. It's. Cooper played with uh, Keith at uh, at Manly in the juniors. What a lovely kid! And I think, you know, speaking a, as a parent, fellas, like I'm just thinking about the like the family where you, your son goes to training and then they get a phone call. Like it's just it's heartbreaking. God, oh. Twenty-year-old kid. It's seriously tough reading the articles. Like yeah. it, it gets, it honestly gets to the point where I can't read the articles because I'm just sitting there going, you know. And even as a, as a, a, a former player, just imagining, you know, your teammate, you know, you want to be there for your brothers, and then that happening in such a time where, you know, you get usually getting closer in a preseason, mm. just devastating. And so there was there was testimony yesterday from two cardiologists that he had a uh, a narrow one artery was narrow, but there's still of the uh, opinion that. That heat exhaustion was the reason that he mm. that he passed away. So, yeah, it's it's gonna it's a really big day at that inquiry with uh, with Des in the witness box today. Uh, Webby, no easy way to sort of segue from that. My my, um, how is we sort of have a, how is that shaping up at the moment as far as tickets sold and whatnot? Vegas, my flight's booked. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it depends on who you talk to, but around twenty five they told the clubs this week twenty five thousand tickets sold. They're really banking on, and I found this when I was uh, in there over there with you guys last year. Was that there's going to be? They're hoping on walk-ups. You know, Vegas is a walk-up town to events. If there's free tickets, if there's if there's available tickets, and they'll take it. I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of freebies given out because under the stadium agreement with Allegiant Stadium, if for every ticket that's comped that's given away, 
the NRL has to pay Allegiant Stadium a certain amount of money. So mm-hmm. it's um, I don't think they'll be throwing them off the back of a truck. Well, I, I see Peter Volandi's throwing, <laughs> down, walking up and down the strip. I know Brian Fletcher's trying to get free tickets for the uh, the blokes at Thunder Down Under, let me tell you. <laughs> He's, He's trying hard. Do you know I know a Thunder from Down Under stripper? Oh, mm. I know them all wow. now. Yeah. The great I guys. Bet, I bet you do. Great well, guys. i got a question for you. Yes. What, like... Vegas, it's, it's very exciting, and I love it, and it's great for the game because our round one is the, the focal point of, of media. But what is the goal? Gambling. Gambling. Yeah. Gambling okay. and, so, broad, and broadcast. So the, yeah. the, the international international broadcasting, it, like people watch it on Watch NRL, mm. and Volandis is really keen to try and get those subscriptions through the roof. And as a consequence of that, um, they can get more broadca- broadcast revenue, particularly out of the U.S., because gambling's sports. opening up in the US. It's oh. 100%. It's, it's exploded. Seismic it's exploded. change. So they want to try and get a, a slice of the wagering um, revenue pie in the US because it's starting to get so legislated here in Australia that you're going to see uh, wagering revenue decrease. Wagering revenue is the second highest form of revenue for the NRL um, behind broadcast. Mm. So it's really important for the game. The, the difference over there, could, you, 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 know, you see movies and things like that, which was true, where they go, you know, it's Celtics versus Lakers, right? Uh, um, Vegas is offering this, or I'm making a bet in Atlantic City yeah. for this, where now everyone's starting to bet on their phones. Mm. Like you imagine mm. what an enormous change that is and the money that brings into And you the- can bet on the run with your phone. You know how you've got to make a phone call here? You mm. can bet on the run on your phone mm. in, in the state. So, so- they're, they're sort of... Like all the stuff that we've all the stuff that we've moved through and made adjustments. They're, they're, At the start, they're really. genesis. The, the yeah. thing is, you're not going to like. It's gone from like the cost of it is that's that's the issue for the wider game. I can, you know, they're talking about maybe an eight to ten million dollar loss in the first year. And that's a long way away from breaking even, which the NRL said about three or four months ago. Whether whether the game is going to be able to uh, across the board cop. Losing ten million for the first three or four years—that's the big question. Yeah. So we're not so, going to know the benefits of it for years to come. So they need to be—they need if they're going to do it, they need to have a long-term strategy. Yeah, not pull out after two years. Go, oh no, we've but lost I too think, much I think, money. I, I like the idea and good on them for having a crack. I think the execution's been pretty poor. Like I don't think it's ridiculous that you've got players still trying to get visas to get into the country. <laughs> you know, yeah, two yeah. weeks before. So they when so when people talk about bums on seats and oh they're all talking oh the ticket numbers and they're not going to yeah. sell out the stadium. That's almost like a secondary. Second yeah. It is. Right. It is. Oh, okay. yeah. But the what? optics of it, you don't want to – like it's a sick – you know, It's an incredible it's, stadium. It's an enormous oh stadium, but if, yes. you only, if it's a third full, it's not going to look I tell you the other thing, tell, one that. thing that's really important we haven't spoken about a lot is the Graham Annesley and, you know, and the game have got to actually get on top of the fact that it is a narrow field. Mm. Now, if the game wants to be sold the best it can, uh, the best it can be – the referees, in my opinion, are going to, going to have to pull the teams apart as far as the 10 metres, make it about 12. Otherwise, with that two metres short either side of the field, that's going to make a big difference. We could, it end up could be a log jam in the middle of the field if they don't pull the sides apart. Now, I'm, I'm not here to say that refs get told to ref anything at all. But if you are trying to make the best product possible, are you saying, look, if something creeps up and just touches a little bit of a chin. Well, it's the origin law, isn't it? Yeah, the origin yeah. law. Do we or go the over there with the origin law? The or the grand final, final law? They, you know. Yeah. Surely we're not sending blokes with 10 for a little, little tickle. The Americans keep it, keep going it fast. Yeah. Keep it fast. How many times, right, when we do like a above and below, right, um, it's 10,000 above or beyond Americans going, wow, those, those guys aren't wearing pads or helmets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is the thing. Everyone goes, oh, rugby league, you know, it's the collisions. NFL has huge collisions. Of course I think does. it's the speed of the game. 
that is going to make Americans go like the speed and the collision that's going to make Americans go. Oh my you god! Know, so when the, so no the, apparently the the, um, <laughs> the new the new, you, the new marketing campaign is released post Super Bowl um, in the US, and apparently it's Rusty explaining the rules of the game. Oh wow! In his deepest is he oh, in Gladiator kit? Good bloke. Maybe. Good bloke, great mate. <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> Daniel's got a new segment uh, coming up next.